It's been a little more than nine months since we originally ran this episode about digital decluttering. And in this time, during which some of you could have grown an entire human inside your bodies, I'm willing to let bet you've let a few things slide. And your inbox or your social or your editorial calendar or all things digital are looking a little terrifying. I will admit that my inbox does look very bad indeed. So enjoy this replay, mend your ways, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. All right, let's talk about digital decluttering, digital decluttering. Say that five times fast. It's amazing how it creeps up, isn't it? Somehow you end up with an inbox of subscriptions you don't remember agreeing to, your social media is out of date and looking haphazard, and your analytics may or may not be telling you anything useful. And it was all so well planned. Like many clutter-related issues, good intentions and good planning don't take the place of consistent work and regular check-ins. So... Let's start with one of the biggest and baddest, email. Ugh, email. It feels like email subscriptions just breed in our inboxes, don't they? You unsubscribe for one and a dozen more start arriving every day. It's like rabbits. It's actually infuriating. It really is like rabbits. But there are solutions. We love SaneBox. I mean, it's the greatest invention since sliced bread, truly. It helps you organize and filter your email so you only have to see things that are actually important. It learns your behavior over time and will bring things to your attention when it thinks it's important. It's amazing. This isn't a sponsored episode, but if anyone from SaneBox is listening, let's talk. I mean, amazing. If you're not ready for a helpful robot looking at your email and making choices about it, then you can do some manual sorting, organizing, and filtering. Gmail has some pretty awesome options for taking control of the madness, and it's good practice to regularly unsubscribe from any newsletters you don't actually read or care about. Just like Marie Kondo says, if you see a sender in your inbox that doesn't spark some level of joy, don't let it into your main box. Unless, of course, it's clients, suppliers, or colleagues. And if your clients, colleagues, or suppliers don't spark joy, well, that's another topic for another day. Yee! One trick a longtime listener uses is to set a filter in the Google settings to remove emails with an unsubscribe link in them to a folder called optional. I love this tip and I didn't know about it. So any email that has an unsubscribe link in, in it goes into a folder called optional. The trick originally came from the book Less Doing More Living and it's an inbox saver. Now that we have your inbox decluttered, let's look at social media. This doesn't have to be a huge chore, but open your different profile pages and do a quick check to make sure that all of your information is accurate and up to date and that any pinned content is current. Make sure you have a current photo, not one that is several years old, and that your bio is updated. Several years ago, I spoke at Blog World, which no longer exists, but it was a huge thing back in the day. Danny Brown and I were standing in our breakout session room when a woman came up to introduce herself. Even though she gave us her name and company, Neither one of us could place her. It took us several hours, several hours before we realized that someone we did know, but the photo that she uses on social media is at least 20 years old. 
I've always remembered that interaction because it's so off-putting. And while you may really like your photo from 20 years ago or even a year ago, it doesn't do you any favors today. With email and social handled, let's talk about your data and analytics. A lot of communicators track data for the sake of tracking data. Come on, you know it's true. So making sure that you're actually getting what you want out of your tracking data by asking two questions. These are courtesy of our friends at Trust Insights. Number one, is this information you can take action on? And number two, is the information helping you reach your goal? Let's explore both. Is every metric you're tracking either something that allows you to change your behavior effectively or bring you closer to your goals? You may know, for instance, based on your analytics, that most of your users come from major metropolitan areas. But is that information useful when it comes to serving your clients or executives, creating your content and developing your products or services? Answer may be yes, it may be no. But the point is to have the answer so any information you have on your dashboard or monthly report is actually useful. Taking the example a step further, if one of your company's goals is to increase your readership in major metropolitan areas, then that information becomes critical knowledge. But if the location of your readers doesn't matter to any of your goals, it doesn't need to be closely tracked or tracked at all. Decisions about decluttering your analytics will probably require a meeting or two, but a clean, simple dashboard and minimal but hyper-useful reports make it very worthwhile. Finally, credit cards. I love this one. Or rather, I loved this one after I kicked myself for not doing it earlier. It's really easy to sign up for things. Google even remembers your payment information, which makes it far too easy to buy things, especially from your phone. There are free trials, services you no longer use, services you thought you would use, but don't, and the list goes on. So next time you're at your desk and you have a couple of spare minutes, open your most recent credit card statement and review all of the charges. People who do this every month, I salute you. Most of us are not you. Are you still actively using everything that you're paying for? I'll bet you're not. And there are some recurring fees you can live without. Go through the process and cancel your old, out-of-date, and unneeded subscriptions and be amazed at how much money you're saving. Also, one more little trick. If you're a Hulu and Spotify user, you can bundle them both and pay one fee versus two. Find other instances like that and save yourself some cash every month. As I like to say around here, get rid of it. Mama needs some new shoes. And now it's your turn. I want you to brag about your decluttering. Find us on Facebook or tweet at SpinSucks with how many email subscriptions you've canceled, how many keywords you've optimized, and how much money you're saving after your digital declutter. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 